What's up, Winona? What's up, Winona? Thanks for joining us for episode 11 of What's Up, Winona, the only podcast that keeps you on the up and up on what's going down in the island city. Um, Today is Friday, September something. Uh, Looks like September 28th. (laughs) And I'm Tesla Mitchell, a future reporter for the Winona Daily News. Today, I'm going to be talking about chickens. Yeah. What's the what's the cluck about? <laughs> I was gonna say something else, but we're not gonna go there. <laughs> but yeah, so chickens are in Winona. They have been for a while. It's the ten year anniversary, and so we're gonna talk about that. And um, that's all I've got for you. And I'm Maddie Heim. I'm the education reporter, and I am gonna be talking about um, no, Winona State's boat, the Cal Fremling, and what um, WSU students are doing on it this week. Woo. All right, Maddie, how about you take us away? And since this is our second take, since we totally like didn't record half of that last conversation, let's talk about the Calfremling again. <laughs> yes, I am so excited and hopefully remember everything that I said the last time. <laughs> um, so yeah, so for people who don't know what the Calfremling is... Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know, it sounds exactly like the last one. I get it. I get it. Keep going. You got this. The, um... <laughs> oh, All right, the Cal Fremling. Cal Fremling. Um, it's a boat that Winona State bought in 2014, and I want to say it's like a million dollars or something. They spent a lot of money, and it, it, it's really cool. Um, and it has a classroom in it. Um and then on the upper deck, it's kind of just like a regular upper deck of a boat. Um, but they basically use it for classes. So you can take your biology class on there and test the water quality or, you know, any different number of classes. And then they also do things like weddings on there, performances, taking people out to dinner, stuff like that. Right. Um, so it actually has like a classroom in it? It does, yeah. Oh, cool. and like with a, like a chalkboard and everything? or um, I'm not sure if there's a chalkboard, but there are like desks and seats um huh. i think they have oh they have like a wi-fi hotspot so you oh. can use your wi-fi on there yeah so it's pretty cool um but i was with um two education professors from the university um mary anderson and amy olson and um mary's class is a secondary education class so um students who want to be to want to go on to be middle and high school teachers mm. and then um Amy's class is a special education class, so students who want to go on and be special ed teachers. Um, And they were basically together um, for the first time, these two classes, on the boat to um, kind of promote collaboration between those two types of teachers because um, they were saying, or the professors were saying, that a lot of times once you get out into the real world of teaching, people find that there's not enough, people don't know how to collaborate well enough between um, special ed and gen ed teachers to uh, kind of make sure that everyone's getting included in the lesson, every kid can participate. Right. Um, so yeah, so basically what was happening was they, um, a student from each one of the sections would be paired with the other section, um, and then they had to work together to create this lesson plan based on the river. Um, so one group that I was with, um, the one uh, one student was a math minor, um, and so they set up this whole math problem about, um, you know, one boat starts here, one boat starts here, they're moving at this speed, when will they 
crash into crash each other. Crash into each other, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> and, um, and then the other student um, was explaining to me kind of how they were going to modify the lesson um, to kind of help a student who maybe had autism or help a student who um, had maybe some issues with social skills and wasn't really... Um, interested in speaking out a lot in class right so it was really about kind of those collaborative methods um, to make sure that you know when they go on to teach in their real classroom they know how to include all the students right what were some of the students saying about like the experience did they feel like it was helpful or yeah yeah they definitely did and and it was so cool to watch them I mean everyone just looked like they were having a really good time and um, I talked with one group where um, the one one student was in uh, wants to be an English teacher, um, and she was saying that it's really helpful to see the perspective of, you know, not every child can cut with scissors, um, mm. and that's what she was getting from her um, the special ed student that was paired with her, and and vice versa. The other student was saying, you know, it's really helpful to um, be able to understand the standards and the curriculum and so right. yeah they definitely I think were having a good time you know being out on the river a lot of them I think it was their first time out there and also um yeah getting to do that kind of collaboration right and it was your first time out on the river too it was my first time out on the river yeah I thought it was so so cool I just yeah I mean we were out there for two hours um and luckily it was uh sunny and Aww. not super cold. It got a little cool. cold up on the top deck at the end. But, yeah, it was amazing. And, yeah, my first time on the Mississippi, really, I think, definitely in this area. And, um, yeah, it was awesome. It was really fun. Wow. Awesome. Okay. Anything else you can think of? Um, I think the other thing that I – something that I thought was really cool, um, not necessarily related exactly to what they were doing – but um, I always think it's interesting to watch people teach about teaching. And um, I was talking to Mary Anderson, one of the professors, and she was saying that um, everything she does um, when she's up in front of her students is very intentional. And, um, you know, she's not just worried about passing the content on to her kids. She's also worried about how she's passing it on because she knows right. that they're all going to be teachers and that, um, you know, it's it's important for them to have a model of how to teach and not just what they're going to be teaching. So right. I think that's really cool. That's actually going to be a kind of a cool job to, you know, inspire the next generation of teachers mm -hmm. who are going to go out into the world and make a difference by teaching the next generation and, yeah, you know, the totally future agree. generations. Mm -hmm. It's a big thing. Yeah. I like it. Well, cool. Thanks for sharing the story. Okay, so Tesla, why did the chicken cross the road in Winona? <laughs> <laughs> because there's been an ordinance for the last 10 years that, that has allowed them to. <laughs> ah, I love it. I love it. Be prepared for lots of chicken puns, everyone. I just hope you know between the story that was just printed or that's going to be printed and this, I mean, there's just, there's just a lot of cluck about. <laughs> Okay, so cool. So yeah, so um, if you've lived in Winona, you have no doubt come across a chicken <laughs> just wandering in random areas or in somebody's yard. Um, and that's because about, um, not about, 10 years ago, um, this year, the ordinance um, was passed by the city council to allow chickens. Um, so you're allowed to have up to 12 
And there are some requirements, but you don't actually have to have them registered or anything, which was kind of interesting to me. I thought maybe they'd have to be registered, um, which would have been really convenient because then we could have been able to figure out how many chickens are actually in Winona. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, so some of the rules is um, you can have up to 12. They have to have a confined area. Um, even though most chickens can't really be confined. <laughs> and then um, they have to have, like, you know, a metal food container so that, you know, uh, rats and things aren't getting into it and a couple other things. But, but yeah, so we, um, we set out to talk about chickens, which I don't know if you remember, Maddie. So this all kind of stemmed back to, I think, last week, um, Chuck, the photo editor, um, he had taken a picture of a random chicken and we had it on the front page. And then um, someone actually came up to me. Her name's Holly. And she said, you know, I saw the, the picture about chickens. You know, it'd be really interesting to do a story about chickens. I'd love to hear more. And I started thinking about it. And I was like, yeah, actually, that is kind of a cool idea. And Tobias jumped on. So we, like, totally got this story together. We're super excited about it. But, yeah. So we um, looked into it a little bit. Tobias checked into the, like the city council side and figured out when it was and all of that. And then I chatted with some um, some some chicken lovers, or you know, since they're chicken caretakers, we could also call them chicken tenders. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and so I talked with a couple of different people, and it was really fun to hear about chickens. Um, and especially how much personality they have. Like, I, I don't know. I guess I didn't expect chickens to have a ton of personality, but apparently they do. Mm-hmm. So I talked with, um, so let's see, Ashley and Jason Spitzer. Um, they live over on the West End, and they have 10 chickens. Wow. Yeah, and it's like in this little fenced-in yard, mm-hmm. um, which is hilarious because the chickens just kind of roam freely outside of the fence, too. Oh. Yeah, like the fence is like four feet in some places and then five feet in other places. Mm-hmm. And they just like jump right on top of it and then they jump over it and then they kind of hang out and they like, um, you know, they'll like roam around the neighbor's yard and then kind of near the alley. Thankfully, none of their chickens have been hit or anything or, or killed. Good. But yeah, um, yeah, and they really just love their chickens over there. So they have a couple, um, they have... 10 of them but some of the names which I thought were really funny um they've got one called Marshmallow there's Herb Crook Road Runner Rue Tilly Popcorn and a few others <laughs> Popcorn <laughs> yeah interesting yeah. and the one that really um stuck out to me was Marshmallow mm-hmm. so Marshmallow is really funny um he will sometimes like they have a trampoline in the backyard he will sometimes jump onto the top of the net. You know how like trampolines mm-hmm. have nets mm-hmm. around the edge, and he'll he'll get onto the top and then he'll sway back and forth like almost like a swing. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> and then he also he's just um oh yeah he's the one too where um so every single morning when they when everybody leaves to go to work and school and stuff, Marshmallow has to um, run out and meet them and then walk them to the gate. And then um, when they go out of the gate and to get into the car, he jumps on top of the fence and waits for them to leave before he jumps back down. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's like this little routine that he does. Wow. Yeah. And he also likes to, like, peck at the the daughter Temperance 
he likes to peck at her hair like as if it were food and it's funny she like she like whiffs him away she's like ah get out of here it's not food wow but it was so it was so cool learning about their their personality and um yeah but thankfully the chickens haven't uh ruffled too many feathers in the neighborhood <laughs> yeah the neighbors um they they all seem to do really well with it and everything and nobody's really had a problem or anything at first they were kind of nervous and mm-hmm. um Ashley said that at times they would kind of like try to chase the chickens back into their yard mm-hmm. um but then the chickens kind of like learned where to go and where not to go um, which is very interesting. Um, I didn't know that you could teach chickens, but apparently, yeah. like I've after talking with people, you can teach chickens mm-hmm. um, to do all kinds of tricks and stuff. So yeah, so now they stay like within the few houses, you know, and then um, now it's kind of like the attraction, really. So like the kids will come over and look at the chickens and um, want to like, you know, pet the chickens, even though they don't really, they're not really pettable because you can't catch them very easily right you know but it's still fun so yeah um yeah so I chatted with with her and then um let's see and then I also chatted with let's see what was her name Mary Forney I think that's how you say her name yeah and so she um she had a different reason for having chickens um she has chickens so that they can help with the composting and kind of help with her system that she's got going on. So they've really worked hard to keep their food waste down. And so um, what they've been doing is like they'll feed the chickens some of the food scraps and stuff, and then they've got a compost pile. And the chickens really are kind of like an integral part of the composting and everything because their bedding and their manure can go into the composting. And then... um, you know, and then they just kind of work within that system. And she's, you know, said that it just made sense. And, um, you know, she at first got them for the composting and for the eggs Mm -hmm. and then found out that they're really fascinating pets. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She said that there is totally a pecking order. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) I think I need to have a tally of the puns. Mm -hmm. We do. Yeah. There's totally a pecking order. And, um, she just loves watching how they interact with each other. Um, one of the chickens on the bottom of the pecking order is um, a chicken called Snow White. And she's just kind of like, they bully her. And they be like, they won't let her near the food and stuff. And so she, so Mary like gives her her own little dish. And then um, she said that it's really forced Snow White to um, be really independent mm-hmm. and quick and smart. And she, she, I could really tell that she really likes Snow White. That's like her favorite. <clears throat> and um, and she said that she's like really fearless and she's the explorer of the group and stuff. So it's kind of fun to to hear all the different um, behaviors and stuff. So so yeah, it was really kind of fun doing this. I'm still not sure how many chickens there are in Winona, but yeah. I feel like there's a lot because mm-hmm. everywhere I go, somebody has chickens. My daycare. Um, not mine, as in, like, I don't go to daycare, but my kids' daycare <laughs> has chickens. And then, um, yeah, I just feel like on every block I see chickens somewhere. Mm-hmm. I, and it was funny, when I was doing the story, um, I was on Facebook, and, and I had asked, you know, who has chickens, blah, blah. And somebody posted or tagged me in a in a lost and found post <laughs> about a chicken that was lost, mm-hmm. and somebody had posted about it, so... I mean, yeah, chickens are everywhere. And I guess I didn't realize that they would be so hard to 
keep contained. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, if the chicken, I mean, it, it's, you can't get any higher than like a five foot fence. Right. You know? Right. And, and you're not going to keep them in a cage, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I guess, you know, um, it's made me consider whether whether I'd like to get chickens someday. I don't yeah. know. Would you ever get chickens? Oh, I'm not sure. I feel like, in theory, I like the idea. Like, I like the idea of being able to collect my own eggs and stuff. But I'm not sure if, in practice, I would be able to, to handle it. Right. But, um, but I'm not sure, though. I, I won't completely rule it out. Yeah. Yeah. And the composting thing is actually really cool. But I feel like, you know, there are certain areas where that would obviously work better than other areas. And yeah, if you're in an apartment, that'd be right. tough. Yeah. Could not yeah. have chickens in my apartment. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah. And the most interesting thing that I learned from watching all this chicken research is that chickens have better eyesight than humans, right? Yeah. Crazy. Or they see more colors. They see more colors. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That was what that was very interesting too. The um apparently they also see ultraviolet light. Weird. So uh, it's just so intense. <laughs> huh. Way to go chickens. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a lot of fun with this. And um it was kinda cute. I asked I asked uh, Mary, you know, if you could have any other other pets in town what would you want and she's like well secretly I'd want a goat <laughs> <laughs> see that I would do I feel yeah. like I would I would have a goat I yeah have goats. <laughs> I'm not sure I am considering the chicken thing I gotta get the composting down first mm-hmm. we just bought a house so now that's my big concentration is I want to compost mm-hmm. you know but and then we'll consider the chickens although I just I'm not sure it would work in our neighborhood I don't know <laughs> I don't know ready. I'll have to try not ready for chickens uh, yeah I don't know <laughs> I don't know yeah interesting stuff (laughs) all right thanks for joining us on episode 11 of what's up winona Uh, you can find this podcast on itunes anchor spotify um, and anywhere that you get your podcasts basically Um, and while you're at it while you're listening you should also like us on facebook um, because that is very important and then you can get even more updates about uh, what's going on in winona Woo!